love talking about the behavioral sciences when we can kind of dig into certain groups and behaviors, what makes us more likely to do things. This next story falls into that category. We're talking about uh, riskier drivers on the road and ride hail drivers are apparently more likely to take risks on the road. Now, obviously, we have a lot of questions about that. How do we even know this and what does that mean? Joining us now is Alexander Lefko, who's a PhD candidate in management of organizational behavior and human resources at McMaster University. Alexander, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. First off, your work is fascinating. I'm fascinated. Did you just like dig into the human psyche? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's definitely part of what we do. And yeah, it's very interesting and obviously has uh, very uh, significant implications for, for work and, and whatnot. Yeah, let's talk about ride hail drivers. Why are they more likely to take risks on the road? Yeah, so definitely. Um, so my colleagues and I studied the, so as you said, the risk-taking behaviors. of. Uh, we looked at taxi drivers, uh, ride-hill drivers, so those are people who are driving for companies like Uber and Lyft. Um, and another group that we called the multi-job professional drivers. So these are people who are driving for taxi companies, uh, ride-hill apps, and also holding another job. Um, so it was actually this latter group uh, who was the most likely to take risks on the road. So uh, things like running red lights and carrying uh, weapons like knives to protect themselves on the road. And do we know why that is? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, professional drivers uh, face many risks on the road. Um, So first off, any driver is picking up strangers. Um, They're driving into unfamiliar areas. So they're at risk for experiencing kind of violence and harassment. Um, And many drivers are carrying weapons to protect themselves. Um, And when it comes to the multi-job professional drivers, um, they're also juggling complicated schedules of, you know, multiple jobs. Um, with very unsteady income. Um, So they are paid per fare completed rather than per hour. So they're doing things like speeding or making illegal U-turns to, you know, try to get more fares, try to get as many passengers as possible, um, which obviously increases their chances of accidents. Um, We also find with multi-job professional drivers, um, they're more likely driving at odd hours, right, taking kind of evening shifts and things like that, um, where they may come across more kind of unpredictable or intoxicated passengers. Um, So again, this this comes into the whole carrying weapons because they don't feel safe in their vehicles. Um, And then finally, um, you know, multiple job holders are typically working longer than people who only have one job. So they're not taking enough time to rest or to take breaks. Um, And we know that when people don't sleep well, they might have decreased attention and awareness. um, And this actually will increase their chances of accidents. So definitely a lot of factors. And, um, you know, the multi-job professional drivers are experiencing this additional risk. So is it so because their life is just more precarious um, and so therefore that manifests with riskier driver behavior? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely uh, greater precarity, um, you know, trying to take on multiple jobs because they're just not making enough money um, in their, you know, in, in one job alone. So, yeah, that definitely kind of exacerbates their, their sense of precarity for sure. And so they guys don't have a choice, right? Because according to the work, you did a, like a percentage of ride hail drivers, like 83 percent. They even say that their work is unsafe. Yes. Yeah. So there's been um, some research by the International Labor Organization and they studied, um, you know, ride hill drivers from around the world. And yeah, 83 percent of people around the world are saying, yeah, my, my work isn't safe. I don't feel safe. So by helping them feel more safe, does that improve driver safety overall? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a number of steps, um, a number of things that can be done to kind of make the driving profession safer. 
Um, so definitely making drivers feel more safe. So, so one thing is that drivers really need to feel that they're supported on the road. Um, so especially when it comes to Uber and Lyft, um, these drivers are managed by smartphone apps, um, which kind of take the place of human managers. Um, and these human managers would normally control things like pay and performance and potentially address safety concerns. So a lot of drivers have reported that they get automated email messages from Uber and Lyft when they report accidents or safety incidents. Um, So I know both companies now offer kind of this live phone support. um, But then again, drivers are still saying that, yeah, I'm still getting that same automated response even over the phone. Um, So I think as a start, just having that individualized support to drivers so that if they do call in with an issue or, you know, a safety concern that, you know, they feel that they're not alone and that their concerns are actually being addressed. Um, So that's definitely a key piece. Um, in addition to that, I think it's also coming down to, to better wages. Um, so one thing um, is that drivers may actually spend half of their shift uh, looking for fares and they're not being paid for this. Um, so doing things like government mandated hourly minimum wages may be a start um, as long as we're kind of taking those waiting times into account. And I think that would also help drivers feel that they don't have to race to, you know, to get the passengers to their destinations and kind of get as many people as they can. Right. But, you know, does that mean that other multi-job professionals, uh, would this apply to other people then, like who potentially work several different jobs? Yeah, I think so. So uh, the other piece is that, like I said, uh, multiple job holders in general are not taking breaks. Right. So they could be working multiple jobs. They could be sleeping less. Um, and we do know that when they have you know, less sleep, this influences their performance. Um, it influences perhaps their health and their mental health. So, again, some of these things come into play where, you know what, we should really be pushing for breaks. So more breaks for individuals um, having kind of mandatory paid breaks, especially for people who are, are working in these multiple jobs because they aren't taking the rest they need. And we know that this has a significant impact on people, um, whether it's in the driving profession or, or outside of the driving profession. That's interesting. Alexander, thank you. Thank you so much. That's Alexandra Lefko. Alexandra is a PhD candidate in Management of Organizational Behavior and Human Resources at McMaster University. They did a study about rideshare drivers and found that because it is precarious work, because it is very busy, it is stressful, they found that that resulted in riskier driving behavior because of just the the stress of the lifestyle and the job there too. And they feel that better wages, mandatory breaks would improve safety uh, on the road. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.